Football debates, hot takes, and analysis our way. With compas and a carne asada, this is Football Asada. Welcome home. Yo, 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 welcome back, guys, to episode 26. We got a very special guest for this one, my boy, Ish the Fish. You may have yeah. seen him on TikTok. He's the GOAT. You know, I, I, you're you're pretty popular when it comes to Barca, I feel like. You're, I feel like, you know, that's When it comes thing. to anything, this fool's funny as fuck. <laughs> funny, this fool, this fool sees anything, makes a 15-second video, and it just pops off. He just fucking makes noises and sounds, and that shit just fucking bangs. But, yeah. My boy Ish, that's our special guest. Today's episode, we're gonna be doing hot takes. It's just a hot take episode. Hold on, let me do. Wait, you, it's 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 tradition now. We got to do a quick fucking jersey, oh, jersey check. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with Ish because I see Ish got the OG some OG Barca. Talk talk to us yeah. about that jersey a little bit, Ish. This is a training kit, I believe, from probably five six years ago, sometime back when Messi, you know, before we went broke, we were good at football <laughs> and we'd win, you know. UCLs. German, I see what you got. I don't even think we need to explain that much, but I'm going to let you have your, your spotlight. You know, the Ronaldo 2012 Euros away jersey with. Chris, Chris. The best World Cup jersey that never was because we never wore it. And uh, Diego, as always, you got the new LA kit. Yes, sir. Fire. Thank you, Galaxy. And, you know, I had, to, I had to come clean with the real LA team, the only LA team with real fans. Ooh. We Suffering a little bit, but hey, they should bring that jersey back. That white jersey is clean. They need to bring it back. They need to bring the German has a point. They need to bring the sash back. It's iconic, dude. That was almost ten years ago when Slatan played in MLS. Wait, how, how many? Almost ten. This Slatan got here like what, 2016, 2017? So it's like 2016, I think. Six, six I mean, years. still, that's fucking seven years. Hey, he took over. I need LAFC's father. I just have to throw that in there. That fool came off a plane and played a game and scored a fucking. Two goals. I think he scored two goals. That's How long have LAFC been around? 2018 was their inaugural season. So I, th I thought 18. they were new. Okay, so they're, they're not old. They're like four or five years old. Wait, how, how many MLS trophies does the Galaxy have? Five. We're... I think we have the most. We have the most. When's the last one? Uh, Galaxy won one. All right, German. All right, German. He's off of the. Galaxy no, I didn't. Ball. I didn't know. I actually didn't know. LAFC <laughs> just won one. So LA Galaxy, you gotta get your stuff together, man. That's because of Bale, though. Bale came in, you know, Bale with the header. Yeah, that fool it was clutch. Came. That fool came and retired. That's crazy. Pause, bro. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's get it, my boy. Who's trying to start with the hot takes, though? Who's trying to start with the, you know, a spicy hot take to start off? I can start with, with the one that I think is the hottest going at you guys, if you guys want me to. Uh, yeah, we'll start with the guest. Let's go. All right, so I am not Mexican, and I am not American. But U.S. soccer has taken Mexico. They have overtaken it in terms of superstars and, and qualities coming up. Damn. Yeah, that, that one hurts, bro. That one hurts. I, I just, I just, what do you think about that? Agree, disagree? Currently or all time, there are already been. No, 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 no. I, I am talking about right now, U.S. players are a lot more superstar status than, than Mexican players. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree, but there is a small little Italian team named Napoli in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And if Chucky Lozano can win with Napoli, I think Chucky takes that superstar. He takes it to the next level because people love them at, at PSV. They're starting to love him again at Napoli. He has a rough, rough history with Napoli. He's the biggest superstar, you think, uh, coming out of Mexico right now? Superstar? I think it's Santi Jimenez. I think he has everything. He's tall. He can score goals. He's handsome. He's out here modeling for GQ in Mexico. Where does he play? Feyenoord. See, that's my point, proven. If we're talking about popularity of players, obviously Mexico players are more popular because the U.S. hardly has any fans. But if we're talking about the team, like what team has more better players, like stars, and it's obviously the U.S. right now. Wait, who do they have? Who do the U.S. has? Like the, the U.S.A. have balling right now, though. Pulisic, Reyna. I think Reyna's the only one, but he's a sub. I don't think he's a starter. Yeah, he hasn't played. He yeah. barely played his first game yesterday in like what four games? I agree, but disagree at the same time because I mean Mexico is also balling. I feel like we're pretty. We're doing pretty good in Europe. We got Edson killing it. We got Santi killing it. We got Chucky Lozano about to win the Serie A and maybe the fucking Champions League. Oh, yeah. Chucky winning the Serie A and the UCL puts him over Pulisic all time already. Ooh, Chucky winning UCL and Serie A. If it's not Real Madrid, it's going to be Napoli, I think. But Real yeah. Madrid-Napoli final. 
And I'm not gonna lie, that that Napoli side is so easy. There, there's no way they don't they don't make the final, bro. Like, there's no oh, way. Oh, AC Milan, you never know, bro. Yeah, man, AC Milan's a seven-time UCL winner. Like, you can't you can't just throw that to one side. It's in their DNA. I think Napoli have just been playing so good. Like yesterday, they smacked Torino like five-one, bro. You yeah. don't see Torino getting smacked like that. You can you don't see Juventus doing that to them. Yeah. Napoli out here put five goals and you have Cavaradona and Osimin. Does Lozano start consistently? Uh, it's either him or Politano 50-50. They switch on and off. Yeah, but I think lately it's been more chooky. But it's like 75% chooky and then 25%. I think you can see some players coming through, though. Like Edson Alvarez, Santi Jimenez, Chucky Lozano. That's like the generation of stars for this one. I mean, I find it hard to see anybody go Chicharito status. Because that, for me, Chicharito is like a world class, like a star, like... They love him at Manchester. They love him at Bayer Leverkusen. They love him at Sevilla. They love him here at the Galaxy. Like, that's huge, but it's hard. You don't think El Bebote would become oh, like, hell yeah. just as iconic as Chicharito? Okay, no. so, so, so no. that was, I, I'm, I'm actually going to go to my take because you just said that. I'm actually going to go to my take. I said I'll, my take was going to be Santiago Jimenez will become top five Mexican strikers to ever play, or not even top five. I think top three. Say with some more oh, um, put some off into him, my boy. You know what I'm saying? Santiago Jimenez will become top three Mexican strikers to ever play the sport. Okay, okay. Who you guys top three right now? Who is he going to take over? It's Hugo and it's Chicha, and then you can. I mean, there's Borghetti. There's Luis Matador, Garcia. Garcia. So there's there's multiple, but I think he'll end up top three, bro. The the his, his projected Oribe his projection two. right now, Oribe two. I won't lie, I don't know who that brother is, but he's not reaching Chicharito. <laughs> he's not reaching Giovanni the Santos level. He's not reaching none of that. I think Santi will end up as the best Mexican striker to ever grace the earth when it's all said and done. Shit, better than Hugo, bro? No way, dude. I think Santi can end up playing for a UCL team, a top. Like a European giant. Give it a year. One more year. One more year in, in Feyenoord. Not, so after next season. So Santi Jimenez right now has 15 goals for Feyenoord, right? Right. Yeah. And he's doing good in the in the, in the Europa League and whatnot. You're just saying he's doing better than Chicharito. Let, let me just tell you what Chicharito did at the exact same age. No, that was one year One year after. In his first year in Europe. Same thing as, as Santi Jimenez. He was at Manchester United, the second best team in the world. And scored yeah. 20 goals, more than Santi. Scored 20 goals and starting in a UCL final. We have Santi Europa League, Chicharito Champions League, Feyenoord, Manchester United. 15 goals, 20 goals. And at the same time, at the same time, Chicharito right before that had, had uh, I think, he had two goals in the World Cup against Argentina and France. Santi Mez didn't even go to the World Cup. But that's not I mean, his I think fault, we, though. We need to calm down a little bit that he's going to be... No, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Be, okay, do you agree Santi should have been at the World Cup? Yes. Yes. But okay, it's, it's not his fault. fault. It's not his fault that he wasn't there. He could have scored against Argentina. He could have scored against... Yeah, but those are, he could have. Scored. He didn't, bro. He didn't have that chance. So, like, he didn't have that chance, though. I'm just saying, I think we need to calm down a little bit that he's automatically... I think it's disrespectful to Chicharito. Just, like, some guy who's been doing good for, what, seven months? And I get the hype, and I want him to do great. I, I mean, I said projection, so... This is interesting because Diego and, and we've all mentioned Hugo Sanchez, but I don't even think Hugo Sanchez is a top-five striker for Mexico. And let me put some context here. Oh, 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 no, 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 Listen, he was a great striker, amazing legendary striker for Real Madrid, amazing legendary striker for Atletico de Madrid. But for Mexico, if you're no, telling me... No, we're counting me, everything, though. I know you're saying Mexico, but everything. But if you're telling me Ricardo Pelaez has more goals for Mexico than Hugo Sanchez, then we're we're, we're in a different, whole different conversation right now. Hugo Sanchez is the best Mexican striker to ever fucking live. I mean, in pure ability of when we're talking relating to the Mexican national team, what he does for Mexico. What good is it that, that Hugo Sanchez scored hundreds of goals and was a top goal scorer in the 80s? If he did not do one single fucking thing for Mexico. Well, I mean, Hugo Sanchez making the quarterfinals when Mexico in 86 puts him over like half, like 90% of the strikers Mexico has ever had. I think that's overrated though, bro. He only scored one time in that tournament against El Salvador. Still made the quarterfinal though, my boy. Like the quarterfinal, like we haven't made that since when? 30, it's about to be 30 years in 2026. 1990, we didn't play because we got kicked out. Has Mexico ever been to a semis? We've never been to a semis, ever. Like, did you, what was your fucking expectation for Morocco? Like, honestly, like, brutally honest, like. My brutal honesty is I knew we were winning the group way before. Like, Belgium, we're not good. Croatia was our toughest opponents, in my opinion. I was either going to be us or them, but I thought we would win the group 100%. Canada, 
they're, they shouldn't even be talked about. <laughs> they shouldn't play the sport, in all honesty. Simply Yo, because in 2018, when we played against Portugal, we played really well. And we should have won that game, but we lacked experience. We couldn't finish. We lost to Portugal. We got robbed against Spain in 2018. They gave him a, a corner kick from the wrong side, and they scored off that quickly. We should have beat Spain, but and then we uh, we couldn't beat Iran. We lost to them on an own goal that we scored to them. 2018, if we had experience prior to that, we would have won all three games, and you would have saw us in the round 16 then too. But I already knew we were going to do something this World Cup 100%. I didn't know semis, but I knew we would at least win the group. Marco just had the perfect concoction of fucking players. Amrabat in the fucking form of his life. Um, Akshaf uh, Hakimi, fucking amazing. Like Ziyech, also great. Uh, like, like it was just such a great combination of players. I think it was the manager too, bro. The manager got him to like all believe oh, in yeah. himself. That manager won everything uh, just before the world. He won everything in Africa. He was a Champions League winner. He won the Moroccan League. And he came and took over. He literally won every single trophy you could, and then he took us to the semis. Hey, who, who wants to spit out the next one? I don't know, Chris or Javi. I don't know if you guys want to spit one right I now. I got one. I got one. I'm going to go to Europe for a bit. Let's go to Europe. I think Ajax, the, the Dutch club Ajax, is going to get back to Champions League winning ways in the next five or six years. They're going to win a Champions League in the next no, five or six years. No, win a Champions League no, in uh, five years. Nah, don't, no, I don't no think way. So. With Barcelona coming back up, I don't think so, bro. Ajax are a selling club. Mm, not even Barcelona, bro. They're like the fucking 20th thing I even think of when I think of Ajax. Dude, think, think about what's happening to, to football right now. It's all about money. Like, 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 like team, the teams are going to be competing for Champions League every year are going to be the teams with the most money. Ajax, like you just said... They're not a buying team. They're a selling team. Like, if, unless you think Ajax with a U23 team is going to beat Man City, who's going to spend $200 million every window. Newcastle is going to start doing that. Arsenal are back in the Champions League. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world, like, profit-wise. Man United, PSG. I, I think the best thing they did was that one run when they had, like, the Lit and the Young, no? Yeah, when they made it to the semifinals. When they and lost that was the a final. semifinal. They were a win away, a couple minutes away from a UCL final. Yeah, but even if they did have a good team, everyone would end up getting sold. I mean, you saw it happen with the Ajax team, Frankie, the league. So even yeah. even right now, bro, they got rid of Anthony. They got they're gonna get rid of Edson this summer probably. They got rid of Licha. They're gonna get rid of Timber. They're getting rid of everyone. Everyone, bro, literally everyone. They're gonna get rid. Of, it, it's it's a it's a it's a team like they they just sell everyone, bro. They, I, I want to know your reason why though. Why why is that? Why are Ajax gonna win the Champions League in five years? It's two two things. Ajax has been on an upward trend since since their. I don't even think they have, bro. Fire Nord is first place right now. They should be. They should be first. Yeah, right. But but like I think Ajax that what their strength is is they know how to build and they know how to build quality players. Like we said, right? Obviously their team gets torn down, but as we've seen in football over so many years with teams like Leicester winning the Prem in what 2016, and like all these underdog stories, like. Like, it, it can come to fruition. I mean, like, we just talked about Morocco making the semis. All it takes is, like, one push of momentum, one good fucking season, and they can win that. And I know that's like, oh, it's on an off chance. But Ajax have the ability to produce quality players. And and if a team like Napoli, who isn't a, isn't a buying team, and I don't know how their run's going to end at the end of the season, can can really create some protagonism with – it's not a. It's not a world. Napoli's not a world class team, and they could still be famous. I mean, no, that. but I mean, they're fucking first place in the Serie A by a by a long shot. And fuck, dude, they have, I think they have a very good team, bro. I mean, against teams like Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter, who spend way more than Napoli do in the Serie A. I, I actually go downhill, in my opinion. I don't think they're going up. I think that 2019 or 18 team, whichever it was with Ziyech, was peak Ajax that we'll see in our lifetimes. And on top of that, like like you said, people go to Ajax to go to the top five leagues. They don't go there to win trophies or win the Champions League or any of that. Yeah, dude, Edson trying to force his way out showed what's wrong with Ajax, bro. The players just want to leave. They don't care about winning anymore anymore there. They don't, they don't like, the history they have doesn't translate to right now. Like, this season, I think they're going to end up trophyless. I got Feyenoord winning the Dutch Cup. I got them winning the Eredivisie, VC. And Ajax are just going to be left without a trophy. They didn't do good in UCL. They got knocked down in the group stage. They only beat Rangers. They have Malik Toman as one of their best players, says enough. They got knocked out by Union State Berlin, who lost to a Belgium team in the round of 16 of the Europa League. 
So I think Ajax are just going to keep going downhill. Van der Sar wants to leave. I think they're done. That's why I say, like, it takes one good season. Look at Arsenal, right? Nobody... No, Arsenal was a whole fucking... It was like a five-year project. Yeah, five, yeah. When did Arteta come in? Is whenever fucking Arteta came in, bro. That that project was fucking Even crazy. before he came in, bro, Um, what's his name? Ed was making crazy signings, was planning the whole thing out, and it finally works. The Arsenal, bro, they, they've been planning on that shit forever. But the thing is, they they've been building for, like, years... Ajax built had to fucking build every single year because they keep fucking selling and selling and selling. It's because I think five years is kind of crazy, but like 20, I, I mean, that's kind of realistic. I don't know about five. I feel like for the next 10 years, they're going to be on 50-50 going up and down. I don't think we'll see it in our lifetime. I'm going to shoot my hot take. All right. Osimin and Kavere Skelia are the best duo right now in the world. So you're going to tell me, like, like, hey, German, you, you can start a team today, right now. Pick two players. You're going to pick your first two players are going to be Osimhen and Baradona over Messi, Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, Neymar? Well, yeah, one's in the UCL quarter. No, no, that's the team, one's... bro. That's the team. I'm not asking about the team. You said the duo. I'm taking them over them, yeah, right now. Okay, let's go. Let's start with the wingers then. You would take... Uh, Varescalia over Mbappe right now. Right now, yes, right now he has ten goals and ten assists. How would you, how, bro? That doesn't. There's only four players with ten goals and ten assists, and Mbappe isn't there. Varescalia. One goal from Pele to score. One goal ever to score. Nothing. Let me talk, bro. I'm trying to say my take. Three players. Osimhen with twenty, ten goals and ten assists. Only Varescalia with other three other players. Why wouldn't I take them too? In the UCL Great. quarterfinal, they're about to win the Serie If they win the UCL, one of them's gonna win the Ballon d'Or. Why wouldn't I take what? them? And that's very close oh, to happening. What? You can't tell me if Osimhen or Kribeira Skelia won the Serie A in the UCL. They wouldn't be in contention for the Ballon d'Or? I, come I on think now. they can. Uh, yeah, come on. They would be top, top three. I don't know if they'd win it, but they'd be in contention. I didn't see. I mean, they can end up winning it, but they'd be top three. One you, of take, them. you take uh, Varescalia over Vinicius Jr. right dude, now? Dude, you see Vinny? Bro, come on, dude. Right now, Vinny's like at the same level. He's They're going to end up what? playing together. You think you think yeah, they're gonna end up playing together? You think them two are better than uh, Vinny and Benzema? Nobody's taking that Napoli duo over the ones from PSG or even Man City or even who do we just say Real Madrid? As of right now, they're the best duo in the world, bro. I just said it: ten goals and ten assists, four players. One of them's Kavita Skelly. I already said the thing about Osimhen. They've been going crazy. They've been smacking teams like nothing, bro. This Napoli team's gonna make the final. I, I think they're gonna play Real, probably lose. But if they end up winning it, like I said, one of them two. Are gonna be in contention for the ball on door. Watch them lose to Milan in this whole take. It just like yeah, the whole take just gets thrown out the window. I don't think they lose to Milan, bro. There's no. I way. got the semifinal. Benfica, Napoli. Napoli's gonna go through. I actually have kind of a take on on kind of similar to Napoli, and I hope I'm wrong because we have a Mexican on Napoli, and I want him to win the Champions League. Oh no, I just wanted to say too, Cavetes, Gelli, and Osimhen can do all that because Chucky and Politano are running up and down the wing, defending and doing all the hard work. Yeah, without Chucky there. They wouldn't be able to do what they're doing right now in, in the offense. This is my hot take. This is for the current Champions League. So we already know, bro. The Champions League, whatever is supposed to happen, never happens. Everyone everyone knows it's supposed to be Man City winning, beating Chelsea. Easy. I mean, uh, beating um, uh, Bayern, I believe. What? How is that easy? How is that easy? Hold on. Hold on. I don't think that's easy. Everyone, not, not everyone, but Man City's favorite. Let's be real. Real Madrid favorite over Chelsea. Napoli favorite over uh, Milan. And Benfica is favored over Inter. Everything I've seen on Twitter and online, everyone has those four teams advancing. That's not going to happen, bro. One of them's going to go down. And my prediction is, and I hope I'm wrong, I think it's going to be Napoli. Just because out of those four um, games, I think the most likely upset is Milan beating Napoli. Like, for some reason, it always seems to happen, or like in recent memory, where like a team will be better than a team in a league, but then they face each other in the Champions League, and the one that's like worse somehow wins. Just look, just look at the, the, the final recently with Man City-Chelsea. Man, Man City was way better in the league. Chelsea fucking won the Champions League. For what reason? And then every single time Atletico Madrid would like win the fucking La Liga, they would face Real Madrid in the, in the, league, in the Champions League and Real Madrid would win. I feel like this is going to be the same situation where Napoli is clearly the better team. But for fucking two games, AC Lemonade is going to be better and eliminate them. And they're going to be out. And I hope I'm wrong because I want Napoli to win the whole thing. I agree with that. I think Napoli lose. I think Madrid lose to Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other game, Benfica. I think that left side is harder to predict. I, I don't know who goes through. I think they're all the same level. Napoli, Milan. Benfica, Inter. Yeah. Benfica, Inter. I don't know who's going to go through. I think Napoli lose at some point semis or uh, or quarters. 
But I do think Chelsea beats Madrid, and I think City beats Bayern. Well, okay, hold on. Let's back. Let's let's run it back. You, let, let's, let me hear your reasoning for Chelsea beating Madrid. That one's a little crazy. It's uh, Madrid aren't that good. The the reason why Madrid do so well in the Champions League is because these these bum prem teams have no confidence in themselves, and they're all scared of Madrid. Chelsea have a home second leg, which was not the case last year. And I think before that, right, the year that Chelsea won it, didn't they beat Madrid at home in the second leg, right? Uh, they can, yeah, I'm think, pretty sure. Yeah. The Corona year, the Corona year, they played them in the Bernabeu first leg, and then they beat them in the second leg at, at home in Stamford Bridge. I think that easily can happen again. And Chelsea have nothing else to play for besides the Champions League. They have nothing else to play oh, for. Oh, they're, they're cooked in the Prem. They're like, what, they're what, 10th, 9th place? But that, that's a good point you bring up. I feel like the same way about AC Milan. Like, they're not going to win the league. Like, they're, they're investing everything into winning this, like, Beating Napoli in the Champions League. Napoli, they already won the dude. They already won the Serie A. Like they, they could, yeah, they could no bench all their players and just rest during the Serie A games, and they're still gonna win it. Like that shit's over with. It's like almost a twenty point gap. Milan, this is like they're all in on this. Like Napoli want to win the Serie A for the first time in since Maradona days. So that's like their focus, and I, I'm sure they want to win the Champions League too. But it's like I just think Milan will want that a little more. I just think they have a little more experience too. I don't, I don't know. Like, Napoli, wasn't this the first time, like, ever making this to the Champions League quarterfinals? Yeah, to, to be, I don't know. But, I mean, shit, I really do hope they win. Bro, I just feel like Napoli have, like, the Cinderella story to finally do something. That's why I think they're going to make it to the final. Because every time we see a Cinderella story, never happens. Ajax, nah. The thing about Napoli, that's the problem. The Cinderella story, it never ends up happening in the UCL. They always end up choking. So it may happen, but I I just think they got the squad to finally break the curse and make it to the final. I don't know if they're going to win because I got Real making the final. So you agree that the Cinderella story never happens, yet you still think Napoli are going to be the one to do it? I think they're going to break it. I see. I don't believe in Cinderella story. I think the story ends in the semis every time, in every competition. Bro, it's going to be like the March Madness, bro. You're never going to see. You're going to be like the 16th seed finally beating the one seed. Napoli's finally going to make it to the final, break the Cinderella curse. And if they win it, like I said, top three in contention for Ballon d'Or, one of the two. But who's trying to spit the next hot take? I, I got you guys. I, it's like it's more like of a. I want to know what you guys want, like what you guys think. Vinicius Junior is a lot closer to Mbappe than Haaland is. That was one of my takes, and I'm gonna say yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Vinny's closer to Mbappe. Vinny's closer than Mba- no. to Mbappe than Haaland no, is. No, no. So Vinny's better than Haaland. Yeah, that's what you're saying. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I, basically, yeah, basically, that's essentially what it's saying. Yes. I have a question. What's your top? What's your top five right now for everyone? Top five uh, attackers. Top three in the world right now. Anything? Mbappe, the Kalkanishvili guy. How do you say? However, you say that guy's name. Baraskelia, Mbappe, and Haaland. I mean, look at Haaland's goal scoring record this season, and it's yeah. his first season in, in EPL, bro. Like, you cannot take that away from Haaland. Haaland is scoring hat tricks, and he's he even he what he scored a poker this week. No, he scored a hat trick. No, well, he scored a hat trick and then five in the Champions League. I mean, there you go. Like, like who else is doing that? Nobody else is doing that, bro. If if you want a player for your team to win the Champions League, you're bringing Haaland. You're not taking Mbappe. Mbappe's not scoring five goals every Tuesday and Wednesday night. Well, don't you think you need a team to build around Haaland for him to score? I, I don't think so. Every every team he's gone to, he's scored. Yo, but like PSG is such a bad team. Like they just they didn't they just lose in their league un, their league unmatchup this this weekend and like like my point with that though is I think it's easier to build a team around Haaland than Mbappe. No, but if you throw like Mbappe into the Real Madrid team right now, you don't think he would do more than Haaland? No. Like, you don't think, like, the UCL would be guaranteed for Real Madrid if Mbappe is on that team right now? Leave Vinny there and take out Benzema, add Holland. Holland will cook. Oh, Benzema, of course. Come on, bro. Benzema, 35-year-old Benzema. You saw the game yesterday. He didn't do anything. But to keep Benzema in there and take Vinny out and put in Mbappe, they won't cook as much. No, Vinny and Benzema have that connection. But the thing with Mbappe, if you throw him into that team, I think he, I think Benzema has to go. I think Mbappe has to be the ninth for Madrid. And then on the other side, we have to find the right wing. It's not Cabrera Skelly. I mean, he's placed on the left, but I want him to join the team. It's hard, right? Because the season doesn't start in January. The season started in fucking August. And in the middle of the season, we had a whole World Cup. And you cannot. You just can't ignore it. Mbappe's three fucking hat-trick in the World Cup final. That's insane. We're, we're, we're shying away from who the actual fraud is in this whole equation, which is Vinny. We said, we were saying Vinny was better than Haaland. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah. See, yeah. see this is how we know that was a straight cap. Because we started comparing Haaland and Mbappe. Yeah. And like, we just forgot and, about and Vinny. Was, like, yeah. that guy was just a fraud. That, was, that wasn't even, shouldn't have been, been a take. And Vinny over Holland, come on now, bro. Like the reason I say it, it's because I saw it on Twitter, and I really want. And there's a lot of people fucking. It's just, it's just Madrid delusionals, bro. Nobody believes that. Like Holland is about to break the record, like a Premier League record that's 
think of all the great Premier League strikers, Premier League, Premier League forwards. Yeah. He's going to break the record in his first year. And he's like, what, 23 years old, 24 years old? And we're going to compare Vinny Jr. That we're not even sure he's the best player on Real Madrid. Yeah, I think uh, Haaland is... Uh... Is closer to Chicharito than Mbappe. Like. <laughs> I, I was gonna ask, so who do you think is actually better? Like, who would you rather have on your team, Holland or Mbappe? Oh, between them two? Uh, shit, that's 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 tough. That's a tougher question. It is tough, but I think Mbappe. I'm Mbappe. I think Mbappe. I say I usually say Mbappe, but like after this season, I don't know. The thing is, though, Mbappe has a World Cup, but what Holland will be able to say maybe maybe in in a couple months is that he has a Champions League. I just don't think that's going to happen too. So I don't think he's going to win the UCL until he, if he goes to Real Madrid. I don't see Man City winning anything. But like if Mbappe was Portuguese, would he have that World Cup? No. <laughs> Mbappe got France is arguably probably the best footballing nation. Technically, you could say he'd have two if it wasn't for the referees in Qatar. France had a lot of injuries. Uh, yeah, think about that, bro. It. Like think about France probably was missing like five, six, seven starters. And he still took him all the way to the final to extra time to penalties. All three goals were his. Wait, who? He scored in the penalty shootout. Like, bro, like in a final, bro. Like, the crowd was like 80, 90% Argentinian. Like, and he did that. Now that Chris brought it up, I saw this on Twitter. You can say this is a hot take. I'm not going to say it. I mean, I want to get your opinion on it. Do you think the World Cup was rigged for Argentina to win? I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, First of all, when you look at the final game, France are the ones who got more penalties. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 take makes no sense to me when you think of it like that. And second of all, no matter what you say, them refs ain't scoring the pens. We saw Messi's record in pens. He's usually horrible. He just bagged all of them. Maybe I would say one or two, maybe one or two questionable calls. And they were 50-50 calls, right? But there, you can't tell me all together like, that they just didn't play good at all. They didn't deserve the World Cup. They didn't none of that. There's a difference, though, what we just said. There's a difference. Jervis said, was it rigged? And do they deserve it? I think both can be true at the same time. I think if there was a dude. Think, think about how many 50-50 penalties they got. Like there was at least four or five. It wasn't just one or two. Every single penalty was like 50-50. Like there was a lot of like every sec, every almost every single one of you could question like, wait, why was that a penalty? People online asking why is that a penalty? And think about it, 50-50, and every single one went in their favor. Every single one. I, I think uh, they were definitely assisted in getting to the World Cup, but at the same time, I still think they deserved it just because one. They, they, they beat the Netherlands in penalties. Like, that's nobody's fault, bro. There's no one rigging that. Like, you need to, you either win penalties or you don't. They killed Croatia. That game, wasn't even a game. Against France, again, France won more penalties, and they won in penalty kicks again. That's nobody's fault there. I'm just saying, along the way, I felt like Argentina was definitely getting okay, a lot so of help. Okay, I'll, so I'll break it down for you this. Saudi Arabia, Argentina, who was the better team? Argentina. Argentina, Mexico was the better team. Argentina? Argentina, Poland, who was the better team? Oh, wait, who was the better, like, on the day, or are you just in general? No, no, who played better? Who played better is what I'm asking. Saudi Arabia did play better the first game. I'm not going to lie, they did play better. They were dominating, creating chances. And Argentina got one penalty that wasn't a penalty. You can say that one was 50-52. I think Argentina, I think Saudi Arabia played better tactically, but I think Argentina deserved to come out of that game winning. Didn't they, didn't they have, like, two or three, uh, two goals um, offside? or Three, three. disallowed goals. I mean, one shit. of them offsides wasn't offsides, in my opinion. Let's keep going, though. We said they played better than Mexico. They played better than, uh, what's it called? Uh, Poland, Australia. But the Netherlands, I'm 50-50 again because Paredes should have got red carded. Okay. Netherlands pl played a good game towards the end. They dominated, I think, towards the end, I would say. And then Croatia, they ob obviously dominated the whole game. They deserved that win. And then France, 50-50 again because of the penalty decisions. But like 50 -50. the penalties were 50-50 that Argentina got. got. But those weren't 50-50, though. The Argentina ones, you can say that they could have been a penalty and they couldn't. The France ones were clear penalties. You see, this this is this is why, like, for me, like, you can't talk about penalties because I think there shouldn't be penalties in the sport at all. This could be a hot take. I don't think there should be penalties in the sport, period. I think it's dumb that you get a free goal from a guy crossing the ball from a corner and it gets headed like a handball. That ball is never going to go in. How the hell is he going to get a free goal? That's my opinion. I think you need to take – it's like free – it's like um, basketball free throws. You, you score like 100 points a game, right? Well, 10 free throws, I guess, will make a difference. But one pen can literally win you a whole World Cup. Yeah, that's – that's that. Uh, off a shot that was true. never going to go in. I think there shouldn't be pens at all. That's my opinion. I, I don't think there should be pens. It, it gets tricky because what, like, like, what if, what if, like, you're running in the box last minute and then some guys like just gonna chase you down? And he just tackles you. You see that that does get tricky, but for me, like, that's where the red cards. I think red card is is a clear enough punishment for me. Get him gone and then give him a free kick inside the pens. But my problem is my argument for I like all you guys that say pens should be there. They they should be obviously. I'm the one like with the hot take here, and I'm not the majority. 
But what what I'm trying to say, I guess, is like with VAR, every single penalty costs fifty fifty. Now people say yes, people say no. Who, who's 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 in the right? Who, who's gonna like? You know what I'm saying? Every cause controversial now. You, you know what I think has. What's like, the point of every cause controversial? Take it away. What I think has magnified, like magnifying, magnifying issues point. Like what I think has fucking made it worse is VAR. Like yeah, like VAR has for me ruined games at times where you you like the team has a clear momentum and it'll be the smallest like the little off chance thing and like like let's say a player will like 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 they they they'll review the VAR. And they'll look over and it'll be like like the slightest one and they'll replay it to the point where it's like millimeters. It's like handball. Like that just changes the game completely. I wrote that down. I said VAR, VAR hurts the game more than it helps it. And I wrote that it does, down for, for when it like It kills pick. the game. It kills the game. It kills the momentum. It kills like everything. Bro, if you watch a Liga MX game, they check one play in VAR. For like 10 can, minutes, bro. It, it can be like 10 minutes, bro. And then at the end of the game, you see 15 minutes added. And then it, the it momentum is. the team the momentum the team had that they built up got ruined because of those 10 minutes the referee wasted trying to, you know, decide if it touched his hand. That is facts, bro. Like, I, when, I, when I saw that, like... I don't know about penalties, but I do think VAR... Kind of messed everything up. Dude, you're, you score a goal, they take it away. Real Madrid, Barcelona. Asensio scored. I was so happy. Right. I was like, let's go. We won. <laughs> then they go to VAR. They take it away. They ruin the They ruin the emotions. I'm talking about the emotions. Would you have like, um, it has like, I think they have it on basketball where like you, you have a certain amount of VAR checks you could like. Challenges. Yeah. yeah. So like. Okay. So you get one challenge. Okay. I don't think that was a penalty. You throw the challenge, but what do you give up? A sub? You just like, let's say you have two VAR checks a game. Like, you would have to give up a, sus- a substitution. So you go down to four if you get the challenge wrong. If you get it right, then you get the penalty, no? I, I don't see the point of referees if we have VAR. That's what's going to be my hot take, too, is I was going to say, I I think it's either VAR or referee. I'd like, what's the point of a ref? If the ref can't see it in real time, like, why is he there, anyways? Some referees don't do anything and they wait until they tell them at VAR and then they go make the decision. What's the point of you being there? What's the point of you training of you deciding what is a handball if you can't even decide it yourself in real time? It's like that LA Galaxy game yesterday, bro. Like the most minuscule thing that Dayon Jovelix goal, like it just it hits here. And it's like, why do you have VAR for if you're gonna if your call's still gonna be wrong? The ball's hitting him right here. And they're they're still going out of the way, like, oh that's that's a fucking uh, no goal. Um but I don't know if I can spit mine. I wanna spit mine real quick. I wanna go back to leagues real quick. I think La Liga, La Liga Bank. Wait, was it? Uh, baby, what's what's the La Liga Santander? It's gonna be La Liga EA Sports next year. La Liga in España. It's not top one. It's not top two, but I think it's it's not it's not within the top two best leagues this season. Actually, it hasn't been for a while. I think Serie A is better than La Liga right now. What the fuck? Uh, no, bro. If, okay. if Serie A wasn't better when Ronaldo was there, then it's not better right now. That's no, all I'm gonna say, no, dude. No way. Okay. Just because Let's they're in the UCL watch. quarterfinal doesn't mean that all of them are good. If you put Atletico Madrid, if you put Atletico into that Serie A, dude, I think they're finishing second or third. Same with Barcelona. They're going to win the whole thing. If Barcelona go into Serie A, they're going to win it. Real Madrid, you put them into there, they're going to win it. You put Napoli into La Liga or... It's La Liga, dude. Okay, what's the second best league? What's the second best league then? It's it's EPL and Serie A, EPL and, and Serie A, La Liga? Are the top two leagues, probably La Liga you third. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put Bundesliga over La Liga because Bundesliga is just Bayern and then every every other random team. It depends because you like what people don't say. Like for me, I say this: I think La Liga is the second best league in terms of talent, but I think Serie A is the second most entertaining league. Prem is the first entertaining league. The more entertainment yeah. and talent is so, not the same thing. Because those La Liga clubs so here, fry every single one of them, in my opinion. First, German kind of said it, right? My, my The UCL, right? We got Napoli, Inter, AC Milan. That's on, like, that. usually there would be La Liga teams there. And and uh, Barcelona, a Barca fan myself, frauding couldn't even get past the Europa League this time. That's a different conversation. But like, like I said, Napoli, AC Milan, Inter, like they're all they're all in UCLs, and then looking at the just looking at, at also Europa, and then looking at the quality of those teams. I watch La Liga week in and week out because I, I I think it's an entertaining league, and yeah, there's so much talent there. But for whatever reason, the games just don't feel as high quality as they used to. I'm talking about La Liga 2014, 2015, like the height, of, even the height of Ronaldo, Messi, like even like Villarreal, even when Villarreal, Real Sociedad, like those teams were dangerous. Those teams were putting. Real Madrid and Barcelona, Champion League winning teams in uncomfortable positions. They don't do that anymore. And even they then, like, the last season, 
Villa Real made the semifinal. Even even like the El Clasico from this week, like it, it it just didn't. It doesn't carry the same weight. No, I think it carries more. I feel like it's more like it's more like I don't know competitive now. I feel, I feel like back then it'd either go one way or the other. Right now you don't know. You don't know if Real are going to take the advantage or Barca. Then you have teams like Valencia fighting for relegation. And last year Villa Real were in the semifinals of the UCL, and right now they just went down. That shows you the competitive, like the like the talent that there's in La Liga. Because Villarreal went from semifinals in the UCL to not even fighting for conference league positions right now in La Liga. Betis were in Europa League. You know, it goes either way. And Serie A, I don't know, bro. For me, I think when it was like Messi and Ronaldo were there, I literally think that's when we there was a Farmers League. I don't, I don't think it's a Farmers League now. Barcelona literally ran Spain for a good seven out of 11 years. Nobody else won it. Barca used to beat every team 5-0, 4-0. Messi would have a hat trick or... Two goals and assists a year with Suarez and Neymar too, especially. Madrid, I remember, used to be didn't Ronaldo score like five goals? Madrid used to beat teams like 7-0. Dude, there was a game where Ronaldo scored like three goals. He scored a hat trick, and then right after Messi scored a hat trick at noon. It's La Liga is not a farmer's league anymore. And and for me, how 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 much are Napoli ahead of the, the second place? 18. See, that's us, it's only 12. <laughs> it's well, us, it's only 12. Them, they are miles ahead of it. It's Napoli, then a bunch of bums. Just because we're on the, the thing of leagues right now, in terms of entertainment, I think Liga MX is the most entertaining league in the world, bro. I'm not saying that people are going to be like, oh my God, this fucking guy said La Liga MX is better than La Liga. And No, I, I'm not saying that. I think I'm t- just entertainment-wise. What do you think of that? Dude, there's so much parody in the Liga MX. Every single year, you don't know who's going to win it, bro. I, I think yeah. of La Liga. Who, oh, who's going to win La Liga? Oh, it's going to be Real Madrid or Barca. And maybe on the off year, it'll be Atletico Madrid. That's it. The rest of you, you have zero chance of winning. The EPL is the top six. More recently, it's just Man City. And then every million years, we'll get like a Leicester. And that's it. And then same thing, Germany, the Bayern Liga, not even Bundesliga. Literally the Bayern Liga. I know this year they might not win it, but it's every year. It's Bayern. And it, yeah, it's just Bayern and, and Dortmund, bro. That's it. But especially with the way the leagues are going, with just like the more money hungry teams are going to keep winning. PSG, same thing. They run that league. Italy's a little more competitive. It, it was Juve for like a really long time. Juventus, like more recently. And then now it's like Napoli and Inter. But bro, Liga MX, every single year, it's almost, it's a different champion almost every season. Atlas won the, the double. What was it like two, like last year? That was the first team to go back to back in like over in decades. Like it just never no, happened. The so there's team, a new champion the every team? single season. And not only that, hold on, hold on. One more thing. You know, one more thing that, that makes the league entertaining? One is uh, you know how we all love the Champions League? Why do we love the Champions League? Because of the knockout rounds, the the comebacks, the two legs. Liga makes you get both in one, bro. You get the entertainment of you don't know who's going to win because every single uh, year it's different. There's like 10 different teams that can win it. And then you also get a playoff, bro. So like you might have finished first in the league and the fucking team that like, was finished eighth eliminates you in the first round off some magic. Yeah. You always get magical Cinderella runs every single season. Like it just there's just so much shit that goes on, and I just think it makes it way more entertaining when there's ten to twelve different teams that can win the league, and it's still unpredictable once you get to the league, like to the playoffs. It's still unpredictable, and you get that twice a year because there's two seasons in one year. Like I got, you, you, I like, got like think about this. La Liga has, I mean, La Liga has been fucking dead for over a month. It was dead a month ago in February. Everyone knows Barcelona's gonna win the league, and now everyone for sure knows Barcelona's gonna win the league. They're up twelve points yeah. with fucking two months left in the season. That shit's dead. That shit's boring. Like Arsenal, same thing. It's kind of just Arsenal and maybe Man City will catch them. They're up eight points. Napoli, that fucking shit's been dead for a month. Like they already won the Serie A. That league's not entertaining anymore, bro. Well, this match going after all the leagues. I'm telling you, oh, Liga MX is the most entertaining league in the world. I, I know what you're saying. Un- expect the unexpected in Liga MX. But the thing about Liga MX, like removing promotion relegation ruined the league. But that's gonna come back though, and then that, that'll that'll make things interesting at the bottom. But for like the the title winning teams, it, it's just super exciting for Liga MX. I, I know what you're saying. I just like I just like watching entertaining football. When it comes to the Liga MX, when I watch these fools play, bro. It gets kind of annoying at times, bro. They take bad touches. They don't give good passes. And La Liga, you never see a bad touch or anything. I like watching good football. And the Liga MX, sometimes it's 50-50. Like, you're not going to watch. Yesterday, Juarez and Querétaro 
It, no, I'm good. Hey, that match was actually kind of entertaining, bro. I watched I have, like the second half. That shit was funny, bro. I have three things for Chris. I have three things for Chris. Three things for Chris. First and foremost, I need you to put some respect on Leon, bro. They won. The last time a B Campeonato was won was not over decades ago. Same shit, bro. Leon, that was almost a decade ago. That was in 2013, 2014. 2013, 2014. So we still got, it's still like nine years. So relax. All right. Other one. And we can see the same for MLS, bro. Like, look at the parody, right? Like, LAFC, before that, it was New York City FC. Before that, uh, it was what? Who who won before? Uh... But I'm, that, that's my take, though. It's more entertaining. I watched Tigres Monterrey on Saturday, and I was bored out of my mind. It's a, it's like a huge classical, this huge rivalry. All the regios hate each other. Like, ah, compadre, hoy le vamos a ganar al Monterrey, Simón. And then I watch it, I'm like, bro, this is boring you shit. You can even say the same thing about the America game, bro. America scoring four goals and or three goals and one half killed the game. I mean, that's it. I thought that was funny. Like, it was funny. It was funny. I was making fun of Chivas. You know, Henry Martin took a leak on the field. That was crazy. That was I, would, I, I don't know how no yeah, one slapped bro, him or did anything. That. You don't see that anywhere. No, I know, but we're talking about, like, I know it's entertaining. Like, now, but I'd rather watch entertaining football. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like watching good good ball. Yeah, that, that, that's the point that I was going to bring up. Like, uh like, like, let me ask you. I think I, I'm. I could be wrong again. This is from a, a natural perspective. America, and then is it Chivas? Is that the two biggest teams in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. but Chivas. I mean, yeah. yeah. In terms of proper football, if you were to pick a casual standpoint, put yourself in a casual standpoint, not from Mexico, not from England, would you rather watch Chivas and America or Liverpool versus? Hey, what, what, I'll answer that for you. If you're asking me, would I rather watch? I'd 100 percent rather watch yeah. the Premier League. 100. percent But if okay. I'm asking you, hey, you, okay, you but, don't have any team to support, like. Uh, I would support a team like from this league just because it's there's so much parity. They could be champions. I'm like, I'm not going to. I would tell you to go support a mid-table club in Mexico or any team in Mexico. Then to go support um, fucking Brighton. That's never going to win a league. You're just kind of there to be participating and just not get relegated. Because the, Mexi- the Mexican league is just like the Moroccan league, in my opinion. It's, it's the ex- exact same form of entertainment. It's entertaining in terms of, oh, they play really good football. It's the fans. It's the hype. It's anything can happen. Five red cards at any time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody can get killed. That's what's hype about it. It's not the actual football. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what I was going with. It. That's what's entertaining about it. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, I would agree. But in terms of football, the Premier League. And I also think this could be another hot take of mine. I think the Premier League is the most entertaining in terms of on the pitch because none of them defend. You know what? I, you know what I love about England is it doesn't matter if it's Manchester United, Liverpool. It doesn't matter if it's fucking Stoke City or the or the Tranmere Rovers and fucking the EFL League Two. Those stadiums are packed. People are singing. I love that, bro. That's what I love about England. Like you, there's an atmosphere in every city. You could go watch Wrexham. You think England has a better atmosphere than Mexico? The amount of space Mexico have. They should have like ten times the teams. So America Stadium, their team has a better atmosphere than United. No, never, dude. America. Okay, hold up, hold up. America Stadium's a hundred k. A hundred k people can go in there. Uh, that never happens. It's like thirty to forty k a max. The, the only time it, the only time it sells out is the Chivas game. I think that's like when it's like fully sold or and playoffs. But America, I mean, like America has the Monumental, which I mean, if you've seen the Monumental live if anywhere, they're fucking crazy. They're awesome. But America has a great fan base. Chivas has a great fan base. Like there's teams like I, I go to Leon games once a year. They we have a great fan base. Like we we I don't mean in terms of numbers, but our stadium is very lively. But it's not there all across the board, right? Like like Pachuca. Pachuca. Just won the Liga MX title. Have the lowest attendance in the whole league. No one goes to their games when they're the best team. They were the best team last year, and no one goes. We had we had Cari on here two episodes ago. She said Santos' fan base is like all over the place. Santos was cheering for Toluca, like their their rival in in the in the England. Like I'm telling you, you could go watch uh, what's what's the Ryan Gosling's team, Wrexham, Wrexham. and they they're chock full every time, and they're not they're not a Premier League. They're not they're not even a Championship level team. I th- I think when it comes to to attendance, bro. I think Liga MX is like, dude, like the, the lower teams, how you said, like, dude, there's like no, there's no people. I always see like, it's always fucking empty. Like, look at Pumas. Well, Pumas has a big ass stadium, but like, it's not packed like ever. Then Pumas is a grande. So like, it's kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. If it's not a final, the stadium won't be packed in Mexico. I think it's the opposite. I think attendance and, and the atmosphere in England is absolutely awful. Out terrible. All they do, they all wear black coats. All they do is clap. You, what do they yell? Bollocks. What else? You, you fucking wanker. That's all they do. No ultras, no flags, no flares, no culture, nothing. You know what? In terms of atmosphere, I think Italy, the Bundesliga, shit, even the Eredivisie have way better atmosphere. Eredivisie? Oh my God. The Feyenoord fans, the first half, you can't even see the game after, bro. Smoke everywhere. But 
I'm a spitter hog, take the best fans in the whole world when it comes to attendance, just pulling up, turning up, Argentina. Well, dude, I agree with you 100%. There's no debate there. If Mexico Mexico had the same love for football like Argentina, we would have at least one World Cup by now. Because there's no way a country like Mexico with our population should be this bad at football when we focus so much of our resources and talent, sending them to, you know, try to develop into a beast. But it never ends up happening. There's not enough teams in Mexico for the population. In Argentina, you go to a random game. Dude, the ultras are going crazy. Smoke everywhere. Flares. The vibes are immaculate. In Mexico, you never see that. Like I said, Pachuca, the team that won the Liga MX, lowest pop, lowest attendance record in the whole league. How is that even possible? You never see that Bombonera empty. Never. I had a friend recently go to Argentina to go watch a Boca Juniors game to the Bombonera. You can't get in the one. You can't. You cannot get in the bombonera if you don't know somebody who has season tickets in the bombonera. So if you're going there, you're like, I want to. I want to go visit Argentina and I want to hit a hit up a, a a Boca Juniors game. You you just you can't. You have to know somebody in there already. That's how crazy it is, dude. Dude, they go so crazy that you can see the stadium falling apart. I don't know if you guys seen the video. Oh, on the Twitter. video the where they're like, yeah, apart. that shit's crazy, Dude, bro. When it comes to like just emotions in the game again, Boca and River, if anyone on that River play team did what Henry Martin did, the Boca Juniors players would probably go kill him. They would yeah. actually not let him leave alive because what Henry Martin did deserved a slap. I'm being yeah. real. No, yeah, How did no one not do anything? You let this man disrespect your field, your club everything and you didn't you didn't do anything when he took a leak on your field i i, I agree with you guys i think the best atmosphere i think europe has the worst atmosphere i think um i think south america is second best and i think north africa for me it's a little bit biased but i think we have the best atmospheres but that's because we do have an ultras culture and we were ranked my rivals at least were ranked by ultras world the number one ultras in uh for the whole year last year and i don't even like him you know what's crazy having ish here and talking about that um, when me and Chris were out in Qatar walking the streets, like the Moroccans, bro, Algeria wasn't even in the World Cup, and I can't even tell you how many times I saw Algeria, Algeria flags in 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 Qatar. Like it was just like it was mostly those like Middle Eastern and, and Northern African countries were partying hard, bro. And it was like four a.m. too. It was four a.m. in the morning, yeah. and they were like with their flags, like everybody was just eating, like smoking hookahs, dancing. It was, it was awesome. We got to keep going with the hot takes. I think I have a good one. Three peating in the Champions League, winning it is tougher than winning the World Cup. Oh, you done lost your mind. Ah, you don't think so, brother? Ronaldo did it three times. I couldn't beat Morocco, bro. What? Well, I was thirty-eight year old Ronaldo. Come okay. on, thirty-eight year old Th- Ronaldo. Thirty-four. You're, so you're not telling me thirty-one year. Thirty-one year old Ronaldo would go in there. Thirty-four year old Ronaldo would go in there and probably win the game for Portugal. You can't tell me he if thirty-four year old Ronaldo stepped onto that field, he wouldn't beat Morocco by himself. Listen, thirty-four year old Ronaldo, four years ago, played worst against Morocco, only beat Morocco one zero. And lost to Uruguay in the round of 16. Look at the teams, though. Look at the team Portugal had in 2018 and 2014. The teams that Portugal had were nothing compared to 2022. I feel like Ronaldo, in his first World Cup, he was way too young. In his last World Cup, way too old. I think it's easier to win the World Cup than a 3P because you only have to be good for six weeks. For the Champions League, you have to be good the whole season. And you're doing that three years in a row. What Real Madrid did by winning five UCLs in a time period changed everyone's perspective about winning the UCL. Dude, you have players like Henri, Slata, not winning the UCL. But three-peating and going three years in a row like Ronaldo and Real Madrid did, that is crazy. I would take that three-p over the World Cup in terms of difficulty. Never, never. No, no. I mean... And dif- I- difficult, Bro, if you're yeah. good for difficulty, six weeks... Difficulty, I agree. Um, no, my take was difficulty. So we're going based off that. I think it's easier to win to the, the Champions League than the World Cup. And I think three-peatings is easier. Because your club, whatever club you play for, generally, it's a lot better than your country. <laughs> listen, listen. Real Madrid is better than Portugal. Your club team is better than your nation. On top of that, you get two legs, you home and away, every year. And the teams in um, in uh, in the Champions League, they go, they come back every year. The World Cup is, is dying. You're dying. You only get it once every four years. You're dying on that pitch no matter what country you're from. Let me add on to Ish's point, right, is... For UCL, if your team flops, if Real Madrid flops this this UCL, right, what are they going to do? They're going to go into the transfer market. They're going to buy more players. They're going to reinforce their squad. Boom. You have a, a competitive team for next year. Man City does the same. PSG does the same. If, if in the World Cup, your team doesn't cut it, you can't do anything. That's your player pool, and that's it. You can't you can't go bring Erling Haaland and make him Moroccan and try to get him to the, semi, the final next the, in the next four years. 
Like it's that's it. You have the one chance, one generation per World Cup, and it, and it, it, it's it. that's it. That's what adds to the difficulty of the UCL. You have to build a team that can win the whole competition every year because Pep said it himself. You can't win a trophy with the same team every year. You have to change, and changing that team is difficult every year. I mean, look at PSG and Man City. They've been trying to build a team to win the UCL in how many years? Like five years now, and they still can't do it. PSG like 10? They brought in so many players, spent so much money, and they still can't win the competition. And then you have Messi, who plays for PSG, and he wins the World Cup. Let, let me ask you this. So Pep stating you can't win the UCL, right, with the same team. You have to shake. You have to move, right? Did they change the team? Did they change the starting 11 those three years? I was actually going to say, like, what was it Don did? How many times does it down win the fucking Champions League with Madrid? So I think four. So my point coming exactly, uh, that that three-peat that Madrid did, same team. The Barcelona 2009-2011, same team. But yeah, like I was saying, what, what Pep was saying is I, I don't I don't agree with that. I just think City have no no desire to win. They don't have culture. They don't have history. That's all that it is. I think I agree to it to a certain level. Because like you don't see Argentina going down with injuries during the tournament. There, with Real Madrid, you saw Ronaldo having to carry the team by himself. Because like I said, if we're being real, Bill... Didn't care about football at times. I mean, he was out there playing golf. Benzema, you guys saw Benzema before he won the ball on door. Let's be real. Yeah. That's why Suarez is the best striker of all time. Probably this generation. Bro, Suarez should have won a ball on door. Dude, what he was doing for Barcelona was insane. And I'm a Real fan and I'm saying it. Benzema had one good year. Look at him now. What did he do yesterday against Barcelona? Nothing. Ronaldo had to carry that team by himself. I know he had a, you know, a pace and everything. But when it comes to the attack... Ronaldo was always there, and he did it if, for if three years in a row. Specific, like if we're gonna talk about Messi's World Cup versus Ronaldo's three Champions League, it's not even close. That Ronaldo's three Champions Leagues are ten times harder to win. Let, let's just, let's just talk about like we'll, we'll just compare those two: Messi's World Cup, these three Champions League for Ronaldo, the three peat. Messi had to play Saudi Arabia, the worst Mexico we've seen in twenty years in a World Cup, or no, even even longer, I think. Poland, Australia. Like that—that's already more than half the tournament, right? You're like you beat the Netherlands, I, and the Netherlands—they're a decent team, but they have never won a World Cup. They're not that strong this time. I felt—I felt like they were stronger uh, four years ago when they, four years ago when they didn't make it, and then they played Croatia again. They were stronger four years ago when they made it to the final. And the only real team I felt like that this is like the uh, a World Cup winning team that could win it all, and they're very good was France, and they were missing six starters, bro. And like Argentina was basically home the whole time. They were home the whole tournament. And you, that road is easy, bro. Ronaldo's team, every single season, the Champions League, you're playing the best of the best. The champions of every single league throughout the whole time, but for a whole season, a whole nine months. Three years in a row to do that. Like, three years in a row. I don't even think it's, like, more difficult than Messi's, just Messi's World Cup. If you compare every World Cup from the 2002s to now... The three P is way more difficult than every single I, world. I would Cup agree. Win. I would agree. Brazil two thousand two way better. Two thousand six, you can say it's between Italy and France. They went to penalties. That's a toss up. Spain way better than everyone else in twenty ten. I mean, they won the Euros in two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. Two thousand six, two thousand fourteen. You had Germany way better team, I think, than everyone else. I mean, they beat Brazil seven one. That says enough. Two thousand eighteen, France. Smack Croatia in the final four one you've never seen that in a World Cup final recently. 2022, Argentina, like Chris said, he just told you guys. So yeah, I think the three P is way harder. Either way, um, yeah, we're wrapping it up. So yo, another another great episode. Shout out to Ish for coming through, bro. We had a great time talking to you. You got spinning some ball knowledge, some hot takes. We heard some crazy shit in here today, bro. But bro. Tell the people what you got going on. Plug in your socials, what you're doing, anything new. Ah, uh, just the same old usual talking about football. It's the fish five everywhere, I guess. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And I hope I can come back here. Y'all know the deal. Download the podcast. Subscribe. Football Asada. Follow us on IG. We just started that page up. Follow us on TikTok. And yeah, download the podcast on Apple Podcast, uh, Apple podcast and Spotify. Football Asada. And we're going to catch y'all later. Peace. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on youtube we're popping off we got our episodes out there with hurt gomez scotty torres we got the give and go and now ish the fish on youtube check us out check out our long form videos peace we'll see you next week with more football asada make sure you guys subscribe and follow us at cabra fc and cabra sports hq.com <laughs>